Welcome to You're Still Doing That, where we talk to everyday people about their childhood joys that have endured into adulthood. Virtually sitting next to me today through all of the interwebs is... TJ or Tyler Russell, I guess. <laughs> all uh, right, Tyler. What do you like to go by? Uh, well, I've got a one of my, my best friend's name is Tyler also, so I, I just go by TJ for the most part. All right, TJ. TJ, what are we talking about today? Oh, man. All kinds of stuff. So toys and nostalgia and... I'm a big collector, so there's there's a lot up here to talk about. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's get into it. <clears throat> now, can you stuff them in a tom-tom to keep them warm? What is happening? I was like, I'm a Jedi, babe. All right, Tyler, welcome to the seventh episode of You're Still Doing That. Uh, Tyler is uh, a big collector of all kinds of action figures, a big Star Wars fan. Uh, Tyler, tell everybody, where do you live at? Uh, I'm out in Knoxville, Tennessee. 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 Knoxville, Tennessee. All right, our podcast is expanding, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're leaving North Carolina. I love it. All right, Tyler, what kind of... Uh, what kind of things do you like to collect? So primarily right now, I've kind of dumbed it down to Mythic Legions and Hot Toys simply for the fact that as a collector, I was very obsessive and I would get in these things where I would collect a, a good line of figures and then kind of got bored with it. And I would collect something else and something else, or I'd just go somewhere and find something that looks cool and I'd pick it up because it was only $30 and it looked cool. So those kind of things, um, trying not to do anymore and it, <laughs> that's right it kind of helps it all adds up oh yeah yeah it does hot toys and mythics are expensive but they're also not regularly available at your uh local like walmart and walgreens so i kind of have to go to shows or order online and wait and kind of accumulate the money a little bit before i start throwing it on everything here and there right and they are um super realistic too if you guys have never seen mythic or hot toys they are uh they're the real deal man they're not your your normal walmart brand stuff yeah that's and for I think sure that's kind of where i hopped into the mythics and hot toys too i mean hot toys are king of collecting obviously they're just very expensive so there's that but as far as six to seven inch the 12 scale goes i mean mythic legions just kind of i don't know you can't can't really beat it you know, there's so many different aspects of that line that you can go with, like, orcs or goblins or giant skeletons, knights, gladiators, so on and so forth. Just whatever you like. So, what, um, <clears throat> when did you start collecting? Oh, man. Um, so, I'd like to say, as a kid, maybe, you know, nine-ish, ten, somewhere in there, I started getting my Star Wars stuff. And that, that was kind of my primary focus when I actually started collecting versus when I was younger than that. I was like, I really like Spider-Man and Batman. Those were my two go-tos. So I had a lot of those, but it wasn't like I've got to have, you know, that one. And then I also have to have those seven because those go with that. But uh -huh. Star Wars is kind of where I started getting into, well, I want that one because it goes with this one. You know, you can't have Darth Maul without Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. 
you know, that's you right. Can't have yeah, you can't have one without the other. That's for yeah, sure. and I think a lot of people probably started uh, with Star Wars or um, Spider Man. I was a big X Men fan when I was a kid. Oh yeah, and so I think whatever whatever you're watching, you wanted to have the set of everybody. It, you know, it definitely. That's that's kind of the the thing with collecting too is you can it, the entertainment like. I don't know, watching a movie like the the Punisher, for example, you watch the Punisher, you're like, oh man, it'd be kind of cool to have like a little six inch figure of the Punisher. But that's, I don't know, that's kind of where it goes wrong because, you know, like I, for example, I watched Black Adam and then I went to GameStop and bought like all six or seven of the figures and ended up spending close to $200. Right, yeah, exactly. Now I don't have them. I have two of them, but I sold the rest. It's like, why, why did I... You know, it's just obsessive that, you know, you get into right. it and you really enjoy what you're watching or playing games or whatever and just jump into it a little too hard sometimes. Uh, sometimes if you're not careful, yeah, you're thinking, why did I buy all of these things? <laughs> yeah. After you got them. But it's it's fun. And so it's always good to follow what our passion is. Um, right. What was your favorite uh, Star Wars collectible when you were little? What was one of your favorites? Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you like pinpoint exactly what my favorite would be, but thinking back, I, I still have it too. It's a, uh, a little salacious crumb, kind of like a, a beanie baby almost. And, yeah. you know, when I was watching the original trilogy, when I was younger, I just, I fell in love with characters and in Jabba's palace, there was so much going on, but Solicitor's Chrome could always make me laugh. And <laughs> that was kind of, you know, I'd try and mimic it and people would look at me funny, but I, I really liked, I don't know. I really liked that. It kind of, I don't know if it would be considered a collectible or just kind of like a stuffed animal, but that was one of those that I held on to and really enjoyed for a long time. Right. I had two, <laughs> um, speaking of Jabba, the two things I liked a Jabba the most was, of course, and uh, I can't remember. I'm terrible with names. Uh, the Monster in the Pit. Oh, uh, uh, the Rancor. The Rancor, that's right. I loved the Rancor. That was my the toy that I begged for the most. And I also loved the little tiny, uh, little, I don't know, rodent of a thing that would sit there and laugh at people whenever Jabba was poking fun at somebody yeah. it's a little guy yeah slicious crumb that sat in there the corner yeah that's the one i was talking about the uh the oh. <laughs> yeah yes that yeah that's the laugh right there <laughs> yeah those were the two that um that i dug the most out of that whole java palace thing yeah for sure i loved it i loved it all right um so uh let's talk a little bit about uh, your mythics how did you get into doing mythics Oh man. So there's my wife tells me, she's like, I don't understand the mythics thing. It's like dungeons and dragons. And you have basically like no nostalgic background to, to why you would be collecting these. A that's kind of wrong because as a, as a kid, I would always run around with a stick and a trash can lid. And I'm like, I am, you know, sir, sir, Tyler of Knox, you know? So it's, it's one of those, I used to have, a whole bunch of uh, pirates and uh, like knights and gladiator type toys, because that was always like one of those things that I would play with and didn't really have any 
connection to in the sense of, well, uh, you know, knights have to look this way or, uh, you know, like you, you only only Siths can have red lightsabers. So if you had a red lightsaber, you had to be a Sith. Well, if you have a sword, <laughs> you can be a good guy, right. a bad guy, an orc. Right, that's right. You sure can. So uh, a couple of years ago, I was watching a, a friend of mine now, Josh Pence. He's a, a YouTuber <clears throat> and he collects mythics. And he's actually the reason I'm in mythics and hot toys. He kind of pushed me towards those. But um, I saw him collecting mythic legions and I was kind of like, whoa, those, you know, those look super, super duper cool. And I had absolutely no idea how cool they actually were until um, November of last year in 2022, because, you know, like I said, you can't regular, regularly find them at Walmart and Target. So they were a right. lot harder to find, even going to conventions. I go to conventions multiple times a year and I've never seen a single one until I went to retro toy con in uh, Nashville. I think it was November last year. And nice. I found somebody who was willing to trade like six figures for a 12 inch Joker that I had. And it was a third party Joker. So it was only, I was selling it for like one eighty, and I did the math on what he gave me. He gave me almost, you know, almost $300 worth of mythic legions. So that was a, a total score. And then on top right. of that, I ended up picking up like three or four other figures from Mythics from that convention. So that's how I, you know, kind of dipped my toes in the water. And now I actually counted them uh, before we got on here so I could have an accurate uh, idea. But right. Since- I was going to ask you how many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. So <laughs> I've got. 70 on the shelf right now and in the detoffs. <clears throat> so there's between the horses and the half giants, the trolls, and then all the six and seven inch figures in between, there are 70 on the shelf right now in my room. And I've right. got maybe uh, a buddy of mine is sending seven, another friend sending one. So there's another uh, eight. And then I've, probably got uh, 10-ish on order that come out uh, next year, first quarter, I think. So uh, over over 80 in total that I've got paid for, they're just not all here yet. Right. So yeah, well, the, the mythic stuff is no joke. Um, I have not, well, I may have seen, seen one in person. I just didn't know what I was looking at, but Looking online and look at your collection, uh, they are the real deal in the way of um, uh, artistry and realisticness. Um, they're pretty stout pieces of art for collectors. So they are. They look great. It it really gives. Um, I, I I don't really call myself an artist, but I do. I paint action figures and I I build dioramas for people, and you know I I, I do a lot of creative work, so they have what's called um, uh, mythic legion builders. So they'll have like a skeleton or a, a door for, um, I don't know, uh, an orc or something. And they'll call them builders and they're all just kind of baseline colors. There's not a lot of detail to them. So then you can take them out of the box and do absolutely whatever your mind can get to, you know, oh, you well, that's com- pretty cool. Complete creative freedom. And I've got, 
a good handful that I've painted. I've got a good amount that I've painted and sold, but uh, I just, I, I really enjoy the creative freedom on these and how they're not specific to, you know, you know, like I said before, it, there's a red lightsaber specific to one character. Right. Yeah. Mythic legions. Yeah. It's not built off of a universe that already exists. Correct. Um, they're their own kind of standalone thing. And I really liked it. I didn't know you could basically get a blank one and uh and design it yourself at home that's yeah. pretty sweet and uh, i you know i listened to the podcast before and i heard you speak about legos and i think i've mentioned this before but they are like the lego of action figures you can take every single piece apart from these guys and then you know mix and match whatever parts you want i've probably got 10 in my collection right now from what we call fodder parts where right. you know you just have an extra amount of heads and torsos, legs, and so on. You can throw them together and make whatever characters you want. I mean, this guy, I don't know if you can still see the screen, but this guy up here, um, he is one that I had just done last night. And that that's a, it, it's. Did you, did you paint him or did you put uh, the pieces together? Uh, so this one last night, I just threw the pieces together. I, I didn't paint anything yeah. and it, it, it looks really cool the way it is. Um, I just I don't paint them yet when I throw them together because I just kind of want to make sure that's where I want the parts to go. But <clears throat> there's there's so much creative freedom with these. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty nice. I, I really like how you can interchange parts. Yeah, it's, uh, it's get wild. It just the way you want. <clears throat> yes, yeah, I really neat. do love that. <laughs> um, now you also got a few uh, hot toys in your collection too. Just uh, tell everybody what what's a hot toy. So a hot toy is a uh, <laughs> it's a one six scale, so about twelve inches, um, completely posable statue. Like of uh, man, I don't know how to explain. So it's like a a twelve inch figure that's posable, but they are like museum quality. You know, you put them in. They look. Uh, they look exactly the same as what you saw on the screen. I mean, exactly the same. So it's there's, unreal. yeah, the head sculpts. I've actually taken pictures, for example, my Tamiya Morrison, uh, Commander Cody that I have. I've taken pictures and people were like, oh my God, you, you met Tamiya Morrison? I'm like, nah, bro, that's like a $250 action figure. And they're like, what? Right. Yeah, so, I mean, they're they're very expensive. Um, they have... yeah. But- they're no joke with the with the cost. It's just like buying a uh, a, a large Lego set. They're hundreds of dollars, but they are they are pieces of art, as what they are. They're really good, and that's that's why I enjoy them so much. But uh, so I got into Hot Toys before Mythics, just because I couldn't get my hands on the Mythics yet. Um, so I have in my collection right now thirty Hot Toys and about eight on order and this this isn't I'm, I'm not rich i'm just irresponsible so if you're listening to this, man, i wish i could afford i'm not rich that. i'm just irresponsible I, let's put that on a t-shirt man. <laughs> so there's there's no like oh i wish i could afford it it's 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 just like i get my bills paid i eat a lot of ramen noodles so right. you know it's, exactly yeah there's 30 of those in the collection and then i guess one two three four or five uh six or seven third party 
12 inch figures in there. So they're not hot toys, but they are pretty good quality. Um, so that, and then right. I guess, a handful. So, on so, so looking <laughs> on the screen of these hot toys, you've got um, uh, some star Wars. I see up top there. And yeah. Gon Jen and Darth Maul. And then uh, I'm guessing those are bad batch stormtroopers there on the end. Who yeah. is below? Who's below the stormtroopers? Um, right here. Yeah. So that is John Wick. And Ooh, uh, I was going to ask if it was John Wick, but I didn't want to say it in yeah. case it wasn't. Because man, I'm telling you, as I look at these people's collections, I'm not a collector myself. Uh, but then I see other people's collections, and then uh, I was like, "Ooh, I didn't realize I wanted that until I saw somebody." And I was like, "Oh, I never realized how neat that would have." And I, so oh, I yeah. was like, "It's like if that's John Wick, I, that's another one." I was like, "I never knew I wanted a John Wick action figure," and the... so I just saw one down there, and I was like, "Oh, that would be." And then you've got the Punisher next to him. Yeah, so I've got the CW. Uh, that is would not be like. If John Wick is not the bringer of death himself, you put him and the Punisher together. That needs to be a movie: John Wick versus the Punisher. Oh, that man. would be epic. I don't even—I don't even know if I would want to see them fight each other. More so, see them fight with each other, like side by side. Because I mean, they are. No, you would see them fight each other like Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America fought each other. It wouldn't be to the death. It's there would be like somebody would stop it you know, in the middle and they would come to realize what are we doing? We need to go. Oh yeah. We need to go defeat this other worse evil than ourselves. And then they would stop. But I would love to see John wick. So and, uh, I and what, it, what's the actor's name that does the new punisher? Uh, I get his name. John, He's in John Berndall. Yeah. See those two together. I think that would be just bloody brutal, man. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. It would be incredible. And this, yeah, you need to put him in the next John Wick. That's for sure. <laughs> the Punisher was one of my all-time, like one of my grails that I really, really wanted to get because it was already out of production by the time I got into Hot Toys by a couple years. And uh, my wife, being the saint that she is, for my birthday last year, I believe it was in October, uh, we went to the local comic shop, Comics Exchange, and he had him there and. It was four fifty, and we ended up snagging it for four hundred. She paid for the whole thing. It was my birthday gift, and I think it's it's crazy, and it's worth noting how much these go these go up in price after a certain amount of time. They're out of production; you can't get them anymore. So that that was a two hundred and twenty dollar figure in two thousand seventeen or eighteen, and buying it twenty twenty two, it was four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's um, yeah, that's crazy how um, realistic these things are. Yeah, it is. Super it is realistic. wild. Yeah, it is. Um, if you're a collector, that I mean, it is worth the money if you want the realism because you could legit do stop motion with these things, and if you're good with your stop motion, uh, people would really think you had uh, Keanu Reeves in there if you did. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and stop it's... motion filming of him beating up a. A stormtrooper, and you're like, what? When did this happen? I, I think the coolest part about Hot Toys, honestly, is when people come to the house and they're like, "Ah, oh, he's a collector nerd. You know, he's got all these toys. He wastes his money on plastic." They come in the house and they're like, "Ah, uh, damn, that that is whoa. Is that a toy? 
Like, yeah, it costs yeah. like $250, $300, but that, that is in fact a toy. They're like, that, that's, I've never seen, and it kind of gets those people who are like, no, you dork, you collect toys, to be like, oh, I, I, I would buy that. So that's where right. I'm at. I don't, see, how I see it is everybody's got their thing that they like to do. It could be, it yeah. could be action figure toy stuff. It could be power tools. It could be, it could be stuff to go on your boat on the lake. I mean, it, sports memorabilia. My wife uh, used to collect shot all the pots and yeah, all the pots and pans in your kitchen <laughs> or home decor. I mean, it's whatever you're into. I mean, you're going to, you're going to spend your extra money on whatever it is you like. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I love it, man. Those stuff, they look so good too. Um, the hot toy stuff. I don't know if I would buy one myself, but just because of the price. Now, see, I say that. But I was going to tell you, Matt, I've, I've got one. For I was going to say I might drop three or four hundred dollars on a Lego set, so <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've got a deluxe Luke Skywalker up here, and it's it's got some crazy stuff with it, and it, it goes for like five hundred, and I've put it up for four twenty five shipped, but yeah, the market's a little funky right now. People are selling stuff super cheap, and if anybody's listening and you're actually interested in hot toys, I would get on the Facebook groups because. There are hot toys on there, like stormtroopers or shore troopers, shock troopers, whatever. Um, people are selling them for about 150 to 180 shipped, and their base price is about 220 to 230 plus yeah, taxes. I was about to say, if you can get a hot toy for 200 or less, you're getting a deal on it. Oh yeah, for sure. When I was shopping around looking at them online the other day before we were talking today, I was I was amazed <laughs> at the prices these things were going for. Oh yeah, there was um. I think I saw the first one that came up. It was uh, it was a Java, and I forget what came with them, but it was selling for six hundred. And uh, there was I forget the other Star Wars next to them, but it was also five hundred something. And Crazy see, stuff. that that's my primary primary focus on hot toys is uh, Star Wars because it's I have a little a little uh, uh, saltiness towards Hasbro right now, just because. I've collected Hasbro for a long time, uh, Marvel and Star Wars and all that. And their their prices are going up. They're not changing much. They're giving you like a blaster with Hondo where it used to be $16, $17. Now it's like $25, $26. I, I can't. That to me is where the money's wasted when you're buying the same thing you were before with nothing more for more. So, you know, I've got three, six, seven, maybe maybe ten uh, Black Series figures now, where I used to have like uh, 65 or so, <clears throat> but I just figured Hot Toys and Mythics, their their resale value is always there. Usually, you're never ever ever gonna lose money on the two, and that's right. Kind of what I think about in the future, you know, because I'm not gonna be young and collecting stuff like this forever eventually i'm gonna go well i kind of want to buy an rv and travel around so let me just sell yes. some hot toys so that's, that's what i uh that's what i told my wife we're doing when whenever i end up retiring from teaching i was like we're gonna get an rv and go somewhere oh yeah that'd be pretty cool all right so um let's talk a little star wars tj all what right. was your first what was your first star wars you saw in the theater first i saw in the theater so i'm 30 um, so it was Phantom Menace was the first one I saw in, in theater, but it definitely, my fandom 
started, my dad introduced me to Star Wars when I was very young and uh, started, you know, four, five, six. And then eventually. Yeah, yeah. that's family. how I was. When my kids were like four or five, I was like, all right, you're going to watch Star Wars. We're going to start this. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if you can talk, you need to know what the force is. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. So that's uh, <clears throat> my, my dad got me started on that. And it was very, very, very cool. But the, the first one in theaters was Phantom Menace for sure. So I got to ask you your opinion since Phantom Menace was your first theater <laughs> go. Uh, what is your take on Jar Jar Binks? Because I'm interested to see because okay. all my kids, their first. Uh, I, it's interesting to hear the different generations and how they look at stuff. So I'm interested <laughs> to see what you say about um, Senator Jar Jar. I think he ended up becoming. Okay, so my take on Jar Jar, I think Ahmad Best actually killed the role. I think it was great. I think even Jake Lloyd, little Anakin, I think he did amazing. That people, you know, tore him down, and I don't, I don't see why. I think the characters, so you know, A New Hope, Return, and um, Empire were all made for kids during that time. Yes, there's a huge following in the adult community, but it was. George Lucas always said that it was made for kids. You know, there's always that funny aspect. There's that childish aspect. So, you know, the people that are watching four, five, six, they go to watch it, you know, Phantom Menace in in theaters for the first time. And they walk out all upset about Jar Jar. And we're all in our 30s. Yeah, we're all in our 30s. We just watched the kid (laughs) flick. Right. And I'm confused why that upset people because Jar Jar and... uh, Salicious Crumb are kind of like both dumb, silly characters. And you laughed at Salicious Crumb. Why aren't you laughing at Jar Jar? And, you know, right. he, he got more screen time and they, they did put him up there a little more than uh, me personally. I don't think it was too much, but some people may have been like, yeah, he's up there, you know, two or three scenes too long. And that's fine. But I just, I think that Jar Jar was great. I think it was a great. Uh, Lucas is a genius because the first one in my opinion at least the first star wars when it came out it was geared towards the younger generation and so he did the exact same thing with phantom menace and it wasn't geared for my brother and i it was geared for kids in elementary and middle school and my kids all think phantom menace is fine they like phantom menace they like jar jar uh they like jake lloyd his little anakin they're all they love it all and so I'm like, well, what, what, what the hell do I know? Because George Lucas knows what he's doing. My, uh, he did the exact same recipe uh, again. And he made the first one definitely for kids and then got a little older as it went on. It's For me, it's not even the artistry behind the entire franchise. It's the fact that George Lucas was so smart in the sense of thinking this out, like, you know, you're going to have the returning fans that watch the original three. They're going to come back in 10, 20 years, whatever. They're going to watch the next three. They may not like it as much. They're still going to watch it. And you know they're what? Still they're, gonna, they're still going to go. Yeah. They're going to watch seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, because they're Star Wars fans. They're going to continue to watch them. But bring in the Phantom's Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. The people like myself that were young during that time not only have watched the original trilogy more than likely because our parents, um, they're going to watch the, you know, one through three and be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I'm going to 
I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm going to continue going. And then, you know, our kids and our kids' kids and so on. There's always going to be that generation that's going to go, well, my generation had the best Star Wars. Just like high school. Right. Uh, class of yep. class of 99 was the best. Yep. Right. But you also respect class of 2000 because we all went through the same thing. We're all into it. It's 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 about the fandom in the end. It's not it's not really like a competitive thing of who had the best generation of Star Wars. Because I mean, if we had to say, it's always going to be the original trilogy, four through six. You just you can't beat that, in my opinion. But I did grow up on one through three, so that's just how it is. Everybody's going to have their opinion on it, but as a whole, the Star Wars universe is it's always going to be loved by the next generation and the previous right. generation. Yeah. I'm interested when they um, put out the next star Wars uh, with Ray taking over as lead Jedi. I'm interested to see if that too is going to be more of a kid flick or are they going to keep it more adult? Like all the rest of the star Wars that comes out, it's all pretty adult aimed stuff, except for yeah. Mandalorian. They, Mando has been really smart about, finding the line between pleasing the parents, but still hooking in the kids too. Well, that's because, you know, John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni, they, they are original generation and they want to keep that aspect of it alive because Disney has kind of taken it in a weird direction, like making the storyline, not make too much sense. And I personally am not a huge fan of the most recent films or the recent trilogy, but I mean, I've, I've only seen, uh, I've seen The Force Awakens two or three times, but the other two I've only seen once, which was in theaters. I don't really plan on re-watching them because they're not my favorite. So I've got a glimpse of what the original trilogy people were like, ah, Phantom Menace, ugh. So, but it <laughs> it also is, you know, Disney, Disney is really changing a lot of things about Star Wars. So there's there's that to go into it too, but... Also, people with the Phantom Menace were like, ah, George Lucas just made it for kids. But I, I don't know. It, it's it's all uh, opinion based. As, as long as we can all get along and agree that we love Star Wars as a whole franchise, That's then, right. then we're good. <clears throat> now, uh, it's interesting, the last three Star Wars uh, to come out, um, the, more I, I, the more I've watched them, I think I've become more of a... Um, the was it Last Jedi, the middle one? I think that one's become more and more my favorite out of the three. Is that um, the... With the with the exception of um, the gambling planet that they went to to go try to find the code breaker? Oh, the, uh, you... That was if you could take that out of the movie, uh, just ignore that whole storyline. Yeah. Um, I think that I think people would have liked it more. Um, I didn't see any point to that because it, they didn't break any code to begin with overall. So, um, but um, for me, that movie when um, uh, they're fighting down on the planet with the the sand that was blood red when it got messed up. Yes, uh, spectacular. The um, the the sword the the lightsaber fight in the throne room with Rey and Kylo Ren, uh, I mean that I mean is like the best Star one of the best Star Wars ever is that uh, fight scene is spectacular. I really do enjoy that, and there there are when you watch it as a whole, 
like that whole scene there it's amazing but when people break it down and they're like ray didn't actually even touch this character she didn't kick this character whatever it is i'm like yeah yeah let's pay attention but it's um i think one of the coolest things about that film is luke's projection which we have never seen uh used right, as that's the first time yet so I didn't even catch up on it. I, I I didn't, you know, everything's turning red in the sand where the footprints or the line marks are from the ships. And then you have Luke walking out there. And I was, I was like, why yeah. isn't it red? I was like, Luke comes out and I was like, Oh, he <laughs> cleaned up for this fight, man, is what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I thought that was, that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, we did something. We did something better than before. Yeah. It, meaning, you know, the Force Awakens and all that. We kind of, kind of took yeah. it in a different direction, showing other sides of the Force. And I, I thought that I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and um, <laughs> when the 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 step in general, uh, when she flew the uh, their spaceship into um, into the Empire spaceship, when she. Uh, God, I want to say a Star Trek, Star Trek reference, but she did warp. That's not what they call it. <laughs> I told you I'm terrible with names of anything. Oh man! So when she flew the ship into uh, Kylo Ren's and blew it up, I thought uh, artistically wise that was really, really great. But oh yeah, but um, uh, Carrie Fisher flying through space in the beginning. Oh, I was like, uh, oh. yeah. I was that. like, why did what? I was like. You should have just killed her off, man. Yeah. Uh, but why did you have her? Yeah, that was awful. I agree. Was, you had you had Poe doing this great speech, like, um, you know, pretending that the general wasn't even there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? The connection's bad. The connection's bad. <laughs> and then he drops some line about, you know, uh, you, this is so he drops some sort of your mom joke right at the end before he goes nuts. <laughs> And I was like, all of this is gold. And, uh, but yeah, the flying Carrie Fisher thing was awful. And you know, then the flying, I, I could stay in those two parts, but that the scene, other stuff was great. That scene with, uh, with uh, Poe kind of put me in the, in the mind of Han when they were on, I think it was yes. one of the Star Destroyers or something where they were like, oh, psh, uh, no, we're, we're all, we're all fine. Yep, he did, yep, yeah, he did the same thing. You're right. <laughs> so I thought, uh, I thought you're was breaking kind of up on me. I can't hear you. Chewy fixed the hyperdrive. That's the word, hyperdrive. I knew it come to me. <laughs> it was such a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think that one's become my favorite. If I can just forget those other two. Correct. Yeah, um, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and then the last one was this sort of. Um, I don't know about the last one. It just seemed to take forever. To get yeah. To what it needed to do. It <laughs> took forever to get to what it needed to do. I really like the moment at the end where you heard all the Jedi talking to Ray to wake her up. Ooh, complete yeah. transparency, in my opinion. That was yeah. the only cool scene in that point. Yeah, but thing. I mean, that that was it, right? I mean, even the Ray and Kylo Ren fight um, on the uh, on the water with the Death Star there in the water and their battle in the waves. I mean, it was cool, but it just... It just didn't have the punch we've seen before. They were just hurling their lightsabers like they had staff. Yeah. They were just like bringing it out like yeah. a hammer and stuff. I just, uh. and I did like, uh, I did like bringing Han Solo back. But I mean, 
I was like, is he a Jedi? I mean, what does he do in there? Is Kylo just talking to himself? What's yeah. going on here? It's uh... I was like I don't mind I was like I don't mind it, but I don't know. <laughs> it's a like, confusing. Right, I mean, I always take more Harrison Ford, but I was right, like, yeah. uh, maybe we could have done this a little better. But I did like he was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I don't know. This is your memory. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, Palpatine? It's like, how many of these movies? <sighs> we just, I was like, we have more Death Stars and more Palpatine. I was like, mm. it. It's just they, they got crap for The Last Jedi. And then... Yeah. They wanted to go call back to the original trilogy and say, "Well, they really enjoyed these things." Yeah, like fifty yeah, let's years do them ago. Again. So let's let's bring it new. Yeah, the Force Awakens was good because it, it really did hit everybody's nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, it scratched every itch we had uh, they, all the way around. But they played it safe. I, yeah, we didn't see anything new except for Harrison Ford dying at the end. You know, the Cassian uh, series, the Endor series. Or Andor, not Endor. Um, the Andor series, I just i I have never not watched all the way through anything Star Wars. I always complete it, even you know the cartoons, all of them, Visions, every bit of it. But right, that show, I was just like, why? And he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong, I, I love the actor himself. He's he did an amazing job, but it's such a pointless character to focus on. That it got me like I don't I don't understand I just don't get it I don't understand why we spent yeah, he it's a it's like um it was the most un Star Wars Star Wars series we've had <laughs> watching this thing it's like <clears throat> what am I watching I was like this is not Star Wars I mean it's in the Star Wars universe and we got the Star Wars character but it's not very Star Wars yeah um and. I don't know if I liked it or not yet. I haven't decided. It's, it's, it's and it and man, did it go slow. I mean, it, I mean, it really moves slow, and there was hardly any action in it whatsoever. Yep, I was episode six, I think, and I said, you know what? There is like I, I'm the the turtle has won the race at this point. The the rabbit is all the way back there, and that's this series. I'm I'm done. I'm past the finish line. I cannot watch anymore of this. If it now, didn't... the opposite is there's a horde of people that think that's the best Star Wars that's ever been made. And you know, it's is the people serious? who aren't like super obsessed with Star Wars. I've got a I've got a huge Star Wars tattoo on my arm. Like I'm I'm a little obsessive with Star Wars, but I think oh, let me let me see it. What does it look like? <laughs> All right, so don't make don't fun of me just sh- yet. Oh, I'm not it's, gonna make uh... fun of it, but Oh, so yeah. it's a first yeah. order trooper. It's actually a yeah. FN two one nine nine. And then it's got the uh, imperial symbol, but is that the gu- is that the guy that we first saw trying to uh, enforce awakens, trying to beat up um, uh, who was it? I guess it was Harrison Ford. No, it wasn't uh, Harrison Ford. It was uh, Finn. It was um, Finn. Yeah, they've, he's got the big. He comes out with the right rod baton. thing. Yeah, yeah. the right. I remember baton. seeing that weapon, and I was like, oh. They have yeah. upgraded. Dude, <laughs> when when he came out and he just had that thing, <laughs> traitor! I was like, yo, that guy right there is yeah, going to be that was a straight Mortal Kombat move right there when he brought exactly. that weapon out. I, lo- I, loved, I loved that so much because yeah. it 
you know, all through Star Wars, these these troopers don't really have a name. They have numbers. But to me, that guy, that guy had a name and he just stood out to me. But yeah. I, I love the troopers. It's always been probably my favorite part of Star Wars, aside from like the Jedi and Sith and Force and all that. So uh, this eventually will be a sleeve. And I got the Imperial symbol with the First Order Trooper because the First Order symbol, I do not like it. It looks very difficult. The lines have to be precise. Um, and also, this is going to be a whole sleeve. It's going to be all right. all Star Wars, and it'll probably go into my back. And if I can stop spending money on these, you know, toys. I can right. <laughs> you probably got your old tattoo finished just in hot toys there. That's for sure. Oh, man. I have my entire body. <clears throat> yep. It's it's crazy. I, I do to to kind of to kind of bring the star I, I, Star Wars to like a, a conclusion of sorts. I'm a huge fan. I always have been. I always will be. No matter what direction they take it in, and I feel like there's so much they can do, so much they haven't done, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to what they bring out next and the future generations. I want I want Star Wars to live on until a meteor hits the world or what, however it ends, I want star Wars to be on someone's television at that time because, well, they got enough storyline. That's for sure. Oh yeah. I, I just, all the books and things that have been written. Oh yeah. I mean, I could, I don't know how long your podcast usually goes, but I could, I could star Wars it up all day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. What is your, uh, what do you think is your favorite figure that you've got in your collection? You're asking some what, hard. What, what's the what's the one or two that you would never sell? You're always going to keep those. Okay, so aside from like you know, I, I'm keeping this because my wife got it for me. I'll show you the ones that that me personally I would I would want to keep forever just because. And the first one being the Hoth uh, speeder outfit, the pilot. Oh, there Luke he is. Here. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back, Luke. So, it's just, the sculpt is beautiful. The outfit is amazing. Um, The base is something different. Now, Hot Toys likes to do kind of the same bases. You can see this Vader here has a a really cool base. It lights up, but it's also like a premium figure. This one is just, the weathering on it's gorgeous. And I just, I don't know. I I really enjoy that one a lot. now, can you stuff them in a Tom Tom to keep them warm? Uh, you could keep the con- <laughs> you could keep the Tom lukewarm. It won't go any past that, though. Right. <laughs> oh man, dad jokes. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> other than that, I think technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tyler was or TJ was trying to adjust his camera dropped out and boom he's back oh yeah sorry about that i don't know what just happened there um so what i was gonna say unless unless this one became something that was worth like tons and tons of money this oh my god look at how realistic harley quinn looks this should be a video podcast because that is like looking at a six inch uh margot robbie this is herself this is crazy hot toys figure so this one's 12 inch but she is that is crazy how accurate that looks yeah she's beautiful that was one of my grails for a while and then we ended up going to isla palms in north carolina south carolina one of the two 
and there was a comic shop out there that had her for, I think it was 400 or something. And I asked the guy, I said, if I give you 350 cash, and of course, you know, you, anybody listening, that's like, oh, toys. Yeah. You always make sure to check prices online, sold on eBay and all that right. just to be sure. But, uh, she was going for about 450 to 500 at the time. And right. I said, if I bring you 350 cash, can we out the door at 350? And he was like, uh, yeah, you bring me 350 cash. So we went to the bank. I paid a little $4 fee and saved myself 50 bucks. But it is, uh, as far as hot toys go, um, those two and the Punisher that I showed you are probably the three that I would, you know, if I had to sell them, I would be like, dude, I, I don't know. I don't want to do it. I can't. Right. Probably couldn't bring myself to it. But I've got to separate these because the hot toys and mythics, if I had to choose those three or the mythics, I would have to sell the mythics before I sold any of those three. And that's, that's probably, I got to tell you, I didn't realize I wanted John Wick or the Punisher until I saw him down there. (laughs) That's pretty spectacular. I might have to, maybe I might have to get a, probably not a hot toys version, but man, those look pretty good. Those Uh, are so realistic and that harley quinn i man that is spot on she is she is beautiful mm. and it's for anybody that's you know listening being like which one it's the uh suicide suicide squad version of harley quinn oh yeah yeah that's the first one yeah <clears throat> it's um God, it's unrealistic how how real that looks yeah it's it's amazing i i love it and that's probably as far as as far as the uh likeness on the character that is my by far favorite I think that she is. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm a huge Harley fan. Um, so Margot Robbie for me just sold it. I've been a Harley fan since I was little. Of course, not. You know, eh. she's like crazy and cute and so on. And then Margot Robbie plays her, and I was like, <laughs> okay, let's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now she's she's got a special place in my heart. That's right. All right, TJ. Um, if you woke up with Jedi powers, what would you do with your Jedi powers? So if I had just a second to think about it, I would definitely freak my wife out to begin with. Uh, so <laughs> that's right. That would be, don't worry. I got this and you can just float it through the room. We actually have a, uh, a little ferret. Her name is Ahsoka Tano and I would float the ferret into the living room with my force levitation abilities while my wife's drinking coffee, right. just so she could spit That's right. it out and be like, what is happening? I was like, I'm a Jedi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah. That's right. Would you, would you tell anybody you were a Jedi, or would you uh, be like Obi-Wan uh, in, um, in the original trilogy, just be the <laughs> guy that everyone thought lived over there, but didn't do anything special? Mm. I think the I think if, if I had to tell someone, the only person I would tell is my wife, just because... Right. There's, you know, as soon as as soon as you have a special ability, as we've seen from X Men and Star Wars and all these different franchises of you know uh, things that we've grown up on, uh, it's it's seeing that there's that one person that has a special ability. They right. Want, they want you to fix the world, and then you have the weight of the world on yeah. your shoulders. So you can only fix what you're capable of. You still are only That's human. Right. So um, I know exactly what you would do. You will give me this hot toy for a hundred dollars. <laughs> I did not even think about that. Oh, uh, you're going to be waving those two fingers at every vendor. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would, uh, I ride a motorcycle too. So I think if I could do it from afar and I see someone kind of pulling over, I'm like, you will not cut me off. And they're like, I'm not going to cut that guy off. So right. I would definitely, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> dude, I did not even think about. That's right. Ooh, you're smart. If, if I could go somewhere and I'm like, hey, can you can you give me that hundred dollar figure for you know eighty bucks? And they're like, nah, I don't know, eighty five. I'll go eighty. And they're like, okay, okay, yeah. cool. You will give it to me for eighty dollars. I will give you that toy for eighty dollars. <laughs> people next to me are like, how the heck? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. All right, no worry about it. It's just a special trick. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that's what I know. What you what you do? Um, what do you think is your most expensive figure in your collection? If you, if somebody was to come and evaluate what you got, what do you think is would run for the most money? So, uh, it would definitely be one of the hot toys. But if we separate it between mythics and hot toys, the mythics I have, I can't remember his name, but he's like a bull type figure gladiator. Um, he runs about 250 ish. And then as far as hot toys go, I'm not exactly sure if, um, the Harley Quinn or the Punisher, I'm not sure which one is more expensive now, like resale. But if I had to guess, I would say the Punisher is probably my most expensive, uh, as far as resale, it's probably the most valuable. And this, yeah, Darth Maul has a, uh, his speeder from the phantom menace he has that with that one it's called that's like dx 17 or something but his speeder has lights and all that it's still in the box i right. have the room for it up there but you'd be surprised that one i think i paid 450 for it but the punisher still is a, it's a, a, around that or a little higher and i've seen that uh darth maul drop a little bit <clears throat> now what do you think about uh did you see the movie han solo the 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 I- prequel I did. Solo. yeah i actually really now, what'd you that. think about darth maul at the end being like the the being like the criminal overlord right there at the end they them the movie flopped so bad that they never continued on with that storyline which i wish they would have because because my kid and i liked han solo but my kid really dug it when he was in the theater he was yelling and screaming and shouting at the screen he was having so much fun <laughs> Have you guys you watched that movie? Have you watched the Clone Wars series, the animated series? Yeah, my son's watched all of them. Uh, I have a hard time getting into anything animated. I don't know what it is about animated. I uh, but I haven't really watched any of it. But my son, he he loves it. He's sixteen. He loves all of that stuff. See, I grew up on a lot of animated stuff like uh, Scooby Doo and Powerpuff Girls and Cat Dog and all that. So. To me, animated is just like, it's kind of another another aspect of my hmm, entertainment, I guess. Yeah, and, yeah, I watched all the animation, but I don't know what it is now. The only animated anything that I've really enjoyed was Invincible on um, Amazon. That is a good uh, series. You haven't seen, <clears throat> yeah, that was, that one I got into, because um, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about it, and so I turned it on and. That one I dug, but um, yeah, I had a hard time getting into anything animated. Otherwise, my kids watch a lot of anime, and oh. they they forced me. Well, I, I they didn't force me, but I tried to watch. Um, I told you I'm so bad with names. Um, ah, I don't know what kind of anime fan you are. 
but it's um it's anyway um oh demon slayer that's what it is um i sat and watched some demon slayer with them and i tried so hard to get into it with them because they were just hardcore all about it no i just can't do it they're... And it's not even a kid show. It's, it's super adult. Oh, yeah. Super gory, super adult. Um, I don't know, man. I just could get into it. There's there's like a small handful of anime that I really enjoyed, which would be Dragon Ball Z is one of them. I haven't seen every episode because, good Lord, I would be like 55. Oh, by dude, time there's I like 10 billion episodes of any of yeah. those things. So the Dragon Ball Z stuff I like. Uh, there's a, a series called Kakaguri which is like a gambling, yeah. a weird gambling thing, which it was awesome. Um, Death Note's really cool. And then I don't know if it's... Yeah, my kids have watched Death Note too. If they're into anime and they haven't watched Erased, I think it's on Netflix. It is a, a beautiful um, story. It, it's it's yeah, I'll ask amazing. my daughter. She watches <laughs> a lot. Yeah, but what do you think of Darth Maul at the end, being the criminal mastermind? And I was thinking, all right, is this... I was like, I guess this is before Phantom Menace. I was like, but it can't be before Phantom Menace. It's got to be after Phantom Menace. Yeah, it was after I was, Phantom yeah. Menace, but it was it was. I was like, he's not. He's got both parts. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was a little. It was a little weird, but you know, it was before Phantom Menace, so we do see the little bit of evolution there, and then the story of Darth Maul continues in the Clone Wars. Which comes to some sort of a brutal end between, uh, you know, Obi-Wan and uh, Darth Maul. Of course, Ahsoka's in there kicking some major butt. Oh, that's right. He is in Clone Wars, isn't so, he? So, yeah. So I think the story does continue enough to where I was satisfied with his storyline. And I don't really necessarily need to see anything else on Darth Maul. But it was a little confusing at the end of Solo, where they didn't have any follow-up until you get to Phantom Menace. Yeah, I think um, I think they probably originally planned. I think there was a storyline they had ready to go, but they had the movie just didn't perform. So yeah. I guess they decided not to do it. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you can kind of piece it together for the most part, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh, one more thing about TJ that you guys don't know is TJ's got his own YouTube channel, everybody. Ba-boom. And, uh, you can, you can check him out on YouTube. What's your channel called TJ? It's called TJ Toy Hunts. And one of the things that I like to do, um, on my channel now I'm, I'm still fairly new. So if you guys check it out, it's definitely supporting kind of sort of like a small business. Um, <clears throat> I've enjoyed it. I'm not really doing it to like be famous or anything i'm doing it because it's very fun but tj toy hunts on youtube and i like to do a lot of giveaways right now actively as as this podcast comes out i have three giveaways in in progress of like you know comment and subscribe and enter to win these things so uh definitely check it out it's a a lot of fun i go to conventions and comic shops and unboxings and there's Everything that, you know, brings a lot of the other toy channels where they just do conventions or they just do toy hunts at like Walmart and Target or just unboxings. I bring it all together as a whole and it's kind of like you never know what you're going to get week to week. So um, <clears throat> we're actually go, whoops, 
we're actually going to uh, San Diego Comic-Con in about two weeks. And that is going nice. to be a small series of videos that is uh, probably, hopefully, going to help the channel blast off a little more. Because SDCC is the uh, biggest convention, I believe, in the U.S. as far as pop culture goes. Yeah, I would think so. Um, yeah, his his uh, channel is pretty neat. I really enjoy uh, you <clears throat> you and your buddy um, just kind of being goofy back and forth <laughs> as you're looking at stuff walking oh, yeah. around. Yeah, that's my that's my buddy Tyler. He actually uh, he's a um, uh, a writer. He has a book called Nightfall Peak, if you guys want to check it out. If anybody reads, I'm not a huge reader, but I, I really enjoyed his book. I read it through, and it was a really cool story. So it's just a little... Uh, what was his... I was going to... Uh, what was the name of the book again? It's called Nightfall Peak. Nightfall Peak. Where can we find that at if people want to pick it up? Um, It, it should be on Amazon, I believe, is... Uh, is where he's got it listed at, but it, it's it's a good read. Shameless little plug there because I know I know he's always excited. He's like, man, man, thanks for the shout hey, out. We we uh hey, all of us that are uh, trying to get our stuff going as much as we can, we like all the kind of shout outs possible. Oh yeah, the community here is really good as far as the the comic shops. There, you know, let, let me put my custom cards out and my YouTube cards and, <clears throat> and offering yeah. for like you know, put my custom stuff in the shops and sell them. And it's, it's a really cool community here in Knoxville. I, I love how everybody helps everybody. So kind of bring that, bring that through the state line. Also, For sure. uh, in the process of uh, shameless little shout outs here, if you don't mind, I've got one more for you. It is the mythic legions cabal on Facebook. It is, um, it's purely Mythic Legions based. If you guys are into it or interested, um, I know there's a ton of people that just hate Facebook and it's the toxicity and especially in collecting groups, it's like, we're all doing the same thing. Why are you mad about a price or upset that I don't agree with you? The Mythic Legions cabal is not like that. I've been in there for uh, a little while now and they're all just extremely sweet very kind-hearted people willing to help anybody out with anything and uh, i just think that even if i did get out of mythics i would i would stay in that group because it's just it's amazing uh yeah i've always found all the collector groups for the most part everybody is super nice and um yeah, there, it's a little good community to be involved yeah. in. Yeah. For sure. All right. I love it. All right, Tyler. I'm going to ask you about six rapid-fire questions. I'm ready. Uh, and um, so this doesn't have anything to do about Star Wars or Mythics or Hot Toys. I ask everybody the exact same six okay. questions. It's always interesting to hear what you guys have to say. All right, Tyler. Outside of your family. What is the most beautiful thing? Okay, you've ever so seen? since we've been on Star Wars, the first thing that hits my brain is the Phantom Menace. But it, like, <laughs> aside from entertainment, probably uh, birds in Costa Rica on my honeymoon. That that was amazing. Oh my, that sounds spectacular. <laughs> they were yeah gorgeous. I bet so, what what's your favorite smell? Oh, it's um. Oh, it's like the uh, the sweet the sweet candles that kind of have like a pecan and caramel smell. Those 
right? I thought you were going to say when I walk into a convention. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the convention room that, floor. It smells like <laughs> clean floors, plastic, and sweat by like 3 o'clock. And old men, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, what's your favorite sandwich? Ooh, well, I, I, I have to I have to say this, but I'm, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for a while, so it's not going to be like a... Uh, we were vegan for quite a long time ourselves until my daughter started working at Chick-fil-A and then it Oof. kind of went downhill yeah, after that. Yeah, I used that. to work in KFC. That was, I was like 16. Um, I would say, that, you know, a very underrated sandwich that I haven't made in a long time, probably peanut butter and jelly. That's got to be my, my favorite. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's kind of is like a, a, a staple, especially when you're buying all kinds of Mythics and hot toys and tattoos. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly is going to be around. I didn't even. Quite a I lot. didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably why. Yep. Uh, what is your favorite drink of any kind? Oh man, I mean, prop. Honestly, it's probably water. You know, like. Yeah, that's what I drink the most. Yeah, I just myself. don't do a lot of caffeine anymore. I've had some coffee this morning, so I can be a little talkative for you. <laughs> but uh, I, my wife got uh, got me an espresso maker at Christmas because if we ever roll through Starbucks, that's basically what oh, I. Oh yeah, there you go. Espresso. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> and and I have finally figured out the the recipe for espresso. So I've been finding myself <clears throat> drinking the one of those nice. most mornings myself um what makes you happy every single time it happens so i i have to say walking in and seeing my collection is one of the things that makes me happy every time but also i have you know i'm, I'm not a dad but i'm a i'm a little a fur a fur baby dad so i've got my cat and yeah. ferret. we've got a turtle fish bearded dragon so all all the babies make me super happy <clears throat> Yeah, we got a bit really, of mine, mine is uh, Captain Rex. <laughs> nice. Ours oh, is called cool. Puffy. <laughs> I like that. I don't remember how that name came to be. I guess Puff the Magic Dragon, maybe. Yeah, but it was that called makes Puffy. Sense. Um, if you could uh, give your kid self one little nugget of advice, invest in the sell? stock market. Little invest in the stock market. There you go. There's a smart man. Or tell your parents to. Tell your parents to invest so, in this topic. <laughs> it's one of those where I wouldn't tell my younger self, save money, save money. It's, you know, get get the knowledge that you need because in, in and I know, you know, the teaching thing you were talking about, it's, I, I wholeheartedly believe that there's a lot of things in life that we weren't taught in schools that are, could have been very useful. And uh, that's right. Stock financing one of those. in general, I think is a, a huge 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 part of everyone's life because unfortunately not everyone's parents are like super rich and they're like oh here's your forerunner for christmas and you're like oh good i'm set on a car so i don't need to worry about that every car i've had has been years and years old i've worked on them myself and it's just you know i I just i never i did this this is my stock market i'm I'm, for the listeners i'm pointing to my collection here it's right you know investing money in this and there's probably only a handful of these that I have where I could sell them for less than I paid. So <clears throat> there's that. Yeah, man. All right. Last All right. question. Um, uh, if you, who do you think would be a good guest to have on mm. the podcast? 
Who would you recommend? I would I would highly recommend my friend Bill Langford. He is the owner of the of uh, Knoxville's longest running comic shop. He's been in South Knoxville oh, that for is about awesome. 28 years now and he is very knowledgeable on anything comics, uh, pop culture in general. He's he has in his back room probably when when they moved i loaded up uh all the hot toys for him because that was my my help i was like yeah i'll take care of those so right. uh, <clears throat> i had crates full of hot toys that we would move from one place to the other and they nice. were they were insane so he's he's got a lot of knowledge i think he could bring a lot to your podcast and i would be happy to share with him i haven't heard this yet on the podcast so i kind of want to be the first one to turn it around uh i know you're towards closing it but can i ask you a couple questions yeah so, man go ahead a couple of years what is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen um that's uh no I, yeah I've, I've, yeah i really thought about those you questions on my own you. <laughs> um uh one of the most beautiful things i think i've oh i know exactly what it is uh my son and i went to tampa florida <laughs> last year we did a little vacation to, to go see a youtuber oh, cool. that he watched uh to go down there chandler's wildlife if you ever i, I have heard that, of that yeah um, he's gonna get himself eaten one day <laughs> <laughs> anyway we went to go see him but uh the beach um on the gulf of mexico on that side i had never seen okay. that before um uh, I was born in California, so I've seen West Coast beaches. I've seen East Coast beaches, uh, living now in North Carolina. Uh, but I had never been to a golf beach. And the water was like, it was flat. And you could walk out forever into the ocean. Well, the Gulf of oh, wow. Mexico, anyway. Uh, that was crazy. I never, I didn't know if the whole beaches across the Gulf were like that or not. Or just around Tampa. But we stood out there in the water and watched the sun set. Um, over oh, the wow. water, uh, and that was that was beautiful for me. I I'd never seen that. I was, I was crazy. Um, so I would have to say that was probably outside, of course, <laughs> my family and kids. Uh, one of the most beautiful things I've seen was that sunsetting on the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, that's there, a really Tampa. good answer. Um, the next one I'll say: what was what was your favorite toy as a child, and what what's your favorite toy as an adult? Uh, toys a child was um okay, He-Man. Yeah. Uh, he had a his chest would spin to show battle Ooh. damage if you hit him in the middle. Uh the first time uh once I got I guess in the college and older, I threw away all the, the kids' toy toy stuff. I stopped Ooh. doing all that, I think as a lot of people do. But then I I met a buddy uh later on and went into his uh went into his uh it's a shed, but it's it's as big as a house. Wow. But it's a little shed, but it's, it's huge. But he is a big time collector, and he had action figures of all sorts all over the place, and Legos of all sorts all over the place. And I was like, I didn't know we could still do this. <laughs> is this allowed? I thought that was something we don't have to do this anymore. So anyway, but yeah, so uh, he man, and then after seeing him, uh, would be uh, Optimus Prime would be. Uh, another one that I oh, wouldn't mind having. Have you? I don't know who makes yeah. it, but have you seen the um, the Optimus Prime that you can like lay on the table and you say, 
Optimus transform, and it's like <laughs> Autobots. Oh my god, that would be a that would be a, a great gift. That is, yeah, that'd be awesome. That's an easy like four hundred dollars. I have no idea. I'm not. <laughs> admittedly, I'm not huge into Transformers. I love the franchise. The toys are cool, but I'm more of like like action figure type. And I know Transformers are considered action figures, but <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. I just never got into like collecting cars and stuff like that. So it was a little right. out of my thing. Um, yeah. So He Man is the answer for both because. Uh, when I realized, I was like, wait, there's a lot of grown people that still collect <laughs> and use all this stuff. So um, when um, uh, the new He-Man came out on Netflix, um, I'm a big Kevin oh, Smith yeah. fan who had a little bit to do with getting that show made. Uh, so the first action figure I bought as an adult was I got He-Man yep. again. <laughs> Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes will actually be at Fanboy in Knoxville uh, this coming weekend. <clears throat> Nice. Um, I guess the last question I'll shoot your way uh, before you close it out is going to be, it might be a hard one. I don't know. When people ask me, I'm kind of on and off again about my answer. But if you had to pick one character from Star Wars to call your favorite, who would that be? Um, I've always been an Obi-Wan favorite, especially since you and oh, McGregor yeah. took it over. Um, let's see. Let me think on it for a second. Um, if 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 Obi Wan sticks around for see, me or not, I hadn't thought about which one I'd want to be before. Um, it might be Obi Wan though. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Obi Wan. Yeah, I think if I had to be one, I think outside I think I of go outside of Obi-Wan. like Mace Windu and uh, Yoda. Obi Wan has to be the wisest. So Mace, Mace Windu is a good. That's a yeah. good answer and I, too. I, I, I just, mean, I now I wouldn't have let Palpatine kill me <laughs> off though. If I'm Samuel Jackson, I'm going. I'm oh, going Pulp Fiction right? on that man. I was like, how did you let the? How did you let Mace Windu, Samuel Jackson, get killed Who by Palpatine? All these Palpatines <laughs> on this ship. <laughs> right. I think that right. I was like, "Come on, uh, man!" Yeah, I was like, "They missed a couple of good, a good little uh, like missed a couple of good ways. He, they could have had him imagine, recreate some Pulp Fiction lines, but just in Star Wars." Seen lingo. Sam Jackson with that purple lightsaber around, like, like just mm, Phantom Menace style, just went all crazy, like Ewan McGregor yeah. as uh, Obi Wan in Episode One, just, just ah, oh. yeah, yeah, missed opportunities. Um. Yeah, and I gotta say, I one of the hypest moments I ever was for Star Wars, especially with the prequels, was when they released a trailer and you saw Yoda bring out a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. When he forced it from his cape across his body and lit it up. Um, oh, dude, I'm I yeah. I, I literally now thinking about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was screaming in my house when it I was... saw that trailer, and we were finally getting Yoda oh, yeah, with a lightsaber. Going to go fight uh, Dooku, right? Yep, and then he was was like a squirrel oh, when he was fighting. He was everywhere, and then he went back to his cane when oh, he yeah. was done. <laughs> it was crazy, and I'll. Uh, <sighs> I guess. Uh, I guess that 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 gets a couple of questions in there for the the people to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, man, that was a good question. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, man. I'm it. I'm 
very happy to have been on. It's a, it's a really cool setup. I enjoyed it. Remember, folks, uh, find out what makes you happy and, and get to it. There's a lot of life out there to live. Take time. Enjoy it. Everybody right have a good week.
Tennessee. 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 